Hello, you candid little kittens. You're listening to Straight Up Candid with your girl, CLG the Great. Yes, that is my nickname. Everybody calls me that. And you're listening to Straight Up Candid, which is a safe and spicy space for us to get down and talk dirty about all things candid. From sex, love, cringe stories, self-help tools, dating advice, to dysfunctions, taboo topics, uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, we're unpacking it all with all the spice and we're spilling all the tea. And we're back for episode two after a really, really exciting pilot episode, which was really well received for everybody. So thanks. Shout out to everyone who listened. And we have a very fiery and fierce guest behind the mic tonight. Miss Jenna Way Webster is in the hot seat. And boy, oh boy, it is hot in here. By the way, I have a short intro to my very, very special guest. And for those who may not know who she is, Miss Jenna Way Webster is the creative mastermind of the clothing brand Way West. A free spirit, a lover of fur children, and believes that living positively is as much a choice as it is what we are compelled to do for an abundant existence. Jenna runs several businesses and has sunk her teeth into all sorts of projects like film directing for award-nominated fashion short films, a proudly South African clothing boutique called Sam, South Africa made, running a clothing factory that empowered local women who went on to start their own businesses, and being the front woman for a family-owned business that manufactures local clothing, supplying local chains and designer brands. Jenna feels the fear and does it anyway and tends to be the agony aunt in her relationships, nurturing those who need guidance. You know, it's safe to say that uh, Jenna Way is not afraid to stand out. You may have spotted her out and about with her fiery red hair or her ensembles that don't always add. Jenna prides herself in dressing intuitively, making her outfit of the day her second skin. She is unafraid to express herself authentically and challenges the norm to push her boundaries for further self-discovery. I am beyond thrilled to have Jenna in the studio with me tonight. She also happens to be what I like to call my soul sister and an extremely close friend of mine. And tonight, she's going to be sharing her thoughts on all things embracing your own authenticity. So on tonight's episode, we're digging deep into our souls with the help of Jenna. We're going to unpack some interesting tools on how to live your best, most unashamedly authentic life. I hope you all learned something epic from tonight's episode because after many coffees and many candid conversations with Jen, I sure have. Yo, 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 Red is in the building. How are you, my honey? Hey, Carl. Hey, my baby. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Good to see you. Good. So good to see you. I have your little fiery red hair in my studio. I feel like you're looking so cute today. She's wearing, I mean, we're just talking about how she dresses so intuitively. She's wearing a shirt with a milk carton on it with a missing unicorn. And yes. have you seen me? <laughs> I have never seen a unicorn. But uh, this uh, unicorn t-shirt is the cutest thing. <laughs> so you're probably wondering why I call her red. 
but I don't call her red. Her partner calls her red. And one day I heard him call her that and I was like, oh, hell, I'm going to steal that. Mm-hmm. So between Jen, Way, Red, whatever feels natural, she's in the building. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Cool. It's been a long time coming for this conversation. I know, right? How are you feeling? I'm, I'm actually feeling okay. Good. Good. <laughs> You're looking nervous. good. There's no nerves here. You know what? <laughs> we have had so many conversations I and know. so many coffees and so many chats to that. I was actually thinking about this. I saw you last weekend. Yeah. And we spent like what? We were supposed to spend like two hours together. Maybe yeah. maybe an hour and a half. half of just yeah. having, literally an hour and a half of just having a little quick catch up. And like four and a half hours later, mm. two coffee shops later, <laughs> we still, we still had so much to talk about. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? We should have actually been in the studio on Saturday because we had so much to speak about. And we always do. Yeah. So I think tonight's episode is going to be straight up candid. And... Uh, we can have a lot to to really unpack. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. I'm excited. <laughs> I can't wait to talk all things authenticity and just embracing who you are and everything. You know, you've had such an incredible, you know, journey to becoming who you are. But I want to quickly talk about our journey of how we became friends. Yeah. So I actually did something funny last night. I went on to our Instagram chat from November 2020, which is actually when we started becoming friends. Yes. And like, I'm a really sentimental person, right? So I went and, especially when it comes to messages. Yeah. Like nothing else. Like, (laughs) I don't really like things. Like, that's just not my love language. Like the words and like messages and like long letters. That's my thing, right? Totally. So I I went on to our chat and I like scrolled all the way up and like, girl, you and I talk so much. (laughs) It took me like 15 minutes to get to the top. I I started getting a cramp in my hand. I was like sitting there scrolling up, scrolling up. And eventually I got to the top of our conversation. I was like, holy moly, we have literally spoken since November 20. 20. And we've probably been holding back, like, you know, because typing takes so long. So we probably don't even talk as much as we would. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, we do have very long phone calls. And then when we do see each other, which is what, like every month or like mm. every two or three weeks, whenever we do get the chance to catch up, it's like long winded and we talk for hours and sometimes we're like geez like did we even like unpack anything we unpacked so much but I yeah. was laughing at um, the very first message that you sent me because you slid into my DMs <laughs> I was like yes girl so Jen slid into my DMs by responding to um, a story of mine and it was me trying to wink I was like Really to, and I, just an FYI, by the way, I'm a really terrible winker. Um, that's a really interesting word, winker. <laughs> NSFW right now. I said winker, not the other yeah, one. Not, not to be confused with. Not to be confused with the word. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is straight up candid. We can say whatever we want. Um, but anyway, so you were laughing. You were just like responding to me winking. And I was like, gosh, well, nothing's changed. I mean, I have been practicing. How's this one? <laughs> Let me see. Oh, yeah, you're getting so much better. Uh, yeah. If I do yeah. it slowly. And you got to do the mouth thing as well. You know, it's like, yeah. It's like, it's like, it. the, it's like, the, like you open your mouth and like you just like lean to one side and you just like look like you're having a bit of a like an epileptic fit like <laughs> it's all about the s shapes you know exactly it looks sexy 100% like if you just stay stagnant and you just try and wink I mean I'm I really hope whoever's listening to this right now is attempting to wink and I'll do a, I'll do a little like a winking tutorial <laughs> not to say that I'm a winking bro but um anyway so I, I I just I laughed at how like you had sent me a message and I was like oh my word and I like responded to you we we're just chatting and then you were like hey da 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 we've got like mutual friends and we started becoming friends and then like a month later we um 
uh, we met up for coffee. Yeah. We went to Toast and you were like, I need to try their millionaire shortbread. <laughs> Shout out to Toast for their millionaire shortbreads. It's they're the best. They're <laughs> and their almond flat whites are really good. Um, and we're also, again, supposed to meet there. Well, the first time we ever met. I mean, this is now two friends met on Instagram. Yeah. And now we're like, cool. I mean, it was weird because like some people meet on Instagram to date. Yes. You know, it's not very often where you meet on Instagram to become friends, which is so cool. Like, I mean, in my opinion, I've never done that. I'd never, ever met a friend on Instagram and become friends with them via Instagram. I find that so hard to believe because you're such a bubbly personality, you know. Right. So, yeah. But I make friends out and about when I'm pretty much drunk on champagne. Like, <laughs> I'm not always drunk, but sometimes. But like, that's how I've like sort of, uh, you know, normally made friends. Yeah, yeah. But on Instagram... You and I just like clicked and we were speaking and I was looking at our conversation. It was like long paragraphs and you were like, oh, I see you do dancing and I see you do this and you see you're friends with this person and I see you this and okay, I know your, uh, your, your clothing brand. And I said to you like, I need a pair of those disco pants. Well, I totally manifested that because for my birthday last year, Jenna gifted me the most amazing sequined disco pants. Guys, you need to go have a look at her page because she's got the most amazing clothes. Thank um, you. Exactly. And y'all all need a pair of your disco pants. Um, but I was, but I was so excited because I was like, I've never done this before. I've never made a friend on Instagram, and so off we went to Toast, and yeah. we we're supposed to be there for like an hour. I said to you, like, cool, I've got an hour lunch break. Let's go. Well, girl, we <laughs> sat the whole day. We, I think our, our conversation was like maybe three, four hours. Yeah, it was, and it was insane. Like we had the most amazing chat, and you know what? Like, it just made me realize that you know, you you don't need to always meet friends, meet people organically, mm. which is, I mean word of the week organic has actually been word of the year <laughs> organically like in a bar or in a restaurant or yeah. in the shops or through other people yeah sometimes you vibrate with another person via social mm. media via what they are who they are what they mm. believe in what they do and you're like i'll take your vibe let's yeah. be friends yeah exactly i mean i found that like that's the best way for me to become friends with people is through yeah. social media I even met my partner on social media. No way. Yeah. So it's 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 not my intention to go out and like find meet. them. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you come across people and you end up like just having this this feeling and this vibe about them, like it, because it, it gives you a little insight into their lives and into who they are. A little highlight. Yeah. Oh, a highlight. Listen highlight to me. Highlight reel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a highlight reel on. On who they are, and yeah. I guess yeah, social media can be pretty deceiving sometimes because yes. we do post the highs, the lows. For you, you're pretty, you know, you're terribly authentic in Thank the you. best way, <laughs> and I love that. And I love that about you. Like especially, I know last year we were going through a bit of some tough times um, in South mm. Africa. We're not going to mention exactly what it was because we're moving forward. Yes, but there was <laughs> there was such a beautiful side of of you just being. So raw, so real, so authentic, and so vulnerable. Thank and you. I think that really shows within yourself. I mean, you at like the way you deliver yourself, the way you dress, the way you are, the way you have conversations. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we could have like a full length. Um, in series of movies of just how long it's <laughs> I mean 20,000 hours of podcast time would be amazing um, I'm just talking about like what it is to be unashamedly yourself and I know yeah. there's been many times where I've come to you and I've been an absolute mess and I do come to you for a lot of a lot of spiritual guidance a lot of relationship guidance a lot of just general living guidance really because you've had such a beautiful journey getting to where you are and let me Am I allowed to expose your age? Yes, you are. <laughs> Guys, you are going to die when you find out that this gorgeous human being is 
the big four zero. She is 40 years old <laughs> and she looks, no, I mean, no one believes me. She literally looks younger than me. She looks like my younger sister, basically. Thanks, <laughs> so I don't know what your secret is, but maybe one of your secrets is just being unashamedly you. I hope so. <laughs> I think so. And I think it shows. I think it shows so beautifully, Jen. And Thanks, you know what? Like I am... Um, I'm so excited to like pick your brain tonight and, you know, dive into your world, your soul, you know, your heart and just like yeah. everything about like what makes Genoa, Genoa, like what <laughs> makes her her. And um, starting with how, how have you come to this point of just being unashamedly yourself? Um, I think it's been a, a, a very tough journey, like not being accepted from my childhood even, you know, like you never really felt like you fitted in with, did you feel kids? like you just sort of were against the grain completely? Yeah, I, was, I always felt like I was an outcast with other kids. So that was that was quite... My childhood wasn't like the best in that sense. Um, when Are I you talking about school it. and like friends? Yeah, yeah. I used to be bullied a lot because I had an unusual mm. name. So, um, And I think also like back then, I don't know about now, but back then like kids could smell it on you if you were different. Oh yeah, so, 100%. And then they would like make sure that yeah. it's not okay to be different yeah yeah like when you don't you don't follow the pack and um my parents raised me not to be like that um they were not like that either so oh that's good it made it made a it made a big difference you know having their their sort of guidance and how they were following their lead to to never falter in that way about yourself like I never succumb to peer pressure you know when you're in your teens and your friends want you to drink or yeah. you know smoke whatever I was never that kid I stood by my values if I didn't and what believe you in believed it. in and what was instilled yeah. in you but also like what were your own values yeah. and your own beliefs yeah and there is an element of like you know being aware of the consequences of your actions as well like even at that young age like I knew that if I did certain things, it would upset my parents. So I would choose or not to. Or put you in danger. Or that Whatever, too. Whatever, yeah. yeah. So there was, there was a lot of self-awareness in that sense. Um, and, and yeah, just as I got older, obviously there were times when, um, you know, my 20s where I would kind of just try and fit in a little bit more because it would just be easier. Yeah. And every time I did that, it just didn't work out. It would just, you, you would get down and depressed and well not depressed but just feel like just you feel not so much yourself yeah, you just you could feel it and and I think a lot of it is about you know feeling feeling those vibes within yourself and being in touch with what your body's trying to tell you what your mental state is trying to tell yeah. you you know it's it's What's all kind spirit, of links. your soul everything exactly I mean we get messages like every single day you know every single moment that we experience we we're being validated or invalidated, you know, um, by ourselves, not even by people around us. There's been a lot of decisions I've made that maybe didn't work out according to plan, but, um, you know, people people didn't back me on those decisions and I would still go ahead and do them. And I became a better version of myself by doing them. I might not have gotten what I wanted to get out of them, but But you I still, still learn something and you grow, yeah. exactly, because you listen to your intuitive thoughts. Yeah, and that, that's that's it for me. You know, um, my, my biological father passed on when I was very young and he gave me a book when I was about six called Jonathan Livingston Seagull by Richard Bach. Oh yes, you've spoken about this yeah. before. And it's the most amazing book. And uh, he inscribed in the book, you know, may the journey of Jonathan Livingston Seagull always remain with you throughout your life. And it's it's basically about living your life for yourself, and oh, and 
and that does require you to be authentic, even if it goes against grain, and even if it's not going to mesh well with, you know, what everyone else, even people you care about or who care about you, you know, they're not yeah. going to necessarily agree with your decision, and you've got to make that tough call to be able to, you know, do it because it's within your boundaries and within your needs and your desires that you're not going to falter on that because it is about yourself and. In some instances, it might look like they are selfish decisions because they might have an impact on other people. But if they work out, they could be brilliant for them as well. And yeah, that is exactly. the gamble that you have to take, you know. So. And I think uh, that's been, I mean, you can see, you can see sort of like that you followed through, you know, I mean, this book that your, your dad gave you mm. um, has been a really good sort of standing point for you for yeah. like pretty much your whole life. And you've mentioned it a few times. I'm still going to have to read this book because it sounds super powerful. <laughs> but I mean, okay, so in your 20s, you were trying to fit in or maybe trying to like sort of meet the societal norms mm. um, by just because it was the easy route. Yeah. At like what point was it like, okay, this is the point where I am going to be 100% me. You know, what What sort of like really catapulted you into that space? Because um, like I know your 20s weren't, weren't easy. I mean, you traveled a bit. You, were you married? Yes. No, no. I got, you, you only got married in your 30s. Yeah, I got married at 32 <gasps> and then divorced at 36. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still hope. There's yeah. still hope for everybody. Yeah. I mean, look at this hot babe of a human <laughs> being. And... She went through some serious stuff, you know, her 20s were hectic, you know, but her 30s were even more sort of like yeah. life-changing. Yeah. And now? And now, um, yeah, now it's, everything seems to be working out. It's um, a lot of groundwork has been laid, I think I'd say like five years of groundwork. Yeah. Still within my own businesses, but, um, and work is my life because it's kind of like my baby. So for me, it's it's all about the passion that drives it and yeah. sinking my teeth into something that is a challenge. I love puzzles and problem solving. So <laughs> I've actually I've been to your house and I've seen a couple of puzzles on the floor there yeah, where you just like I am lo <laughs> loving your your guilty pleasure is puzzles. My guilty pleasure is terrible reality TV shows about love. <laughs> Terrible, like the ones that make me cringe and make me want to cry. Girl, I can't. I'm like a sucker for Love Island and love is blind and too hot to handle. Um, but speaking about too hot to handle, okay, you are like such a, a hot commodity on the scene. I mean, guys, if you have not seen Red, aka Way, aka Way West, aka Jenna, you ooze confidence and you ooze just eight sex appeal, girl. Thank you. And what? Like what inspires you? Like tell me what what makes you just want to um, just be a hundred percent yourself? And I mean, you dress so cool. Like I mean, you're Thanks you're the coolest so. person, and I think it also helps because you're a fashion designer. But sometimes I'm like, I need to be more like Jenna. Uh, and just I mean, today I was doing like, fun. I, I was like, today I'm just gonna like rock a little little boob tube and some red lips and you know, those red lips are are firing. You know, they're the straight up candid lips. Um, but like, tell me, sort of what drives you to be just just not care about what anyone else thinks. It feels good. Um, I love that. Like, it, it doesn't have to be complicated. I think it just feels good. It, you know, it's more about like once you challenge it every now and again, like and realize that you overcome those sort of insecurities, like because the earth didn't end or the world didn't end, you know, in that moment, it just you realize that you can just keep doing what you want to do. It's yeah. not going to affect anything in your life drastically. 
And anyone that is not worth your time will show themselves. They will reveal themselves if you're authentic because you will be threatening to, you know, their sort of world and their existence. Yeah. Um, and it might not even be an intentional sort of threat to them. It's, it could be completely subconscious. But um, fortunately for me, I don't really have that experience much. I mean, I, I like to pride myself on being quite diplomatic, yeah, quite unconfrontational. Um, Very neutral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't really attract a lot of drama. No. So if anything, like any of the drama that I know about in my life is other people's drama that I'm helping them that with. That you're helping them, like so, the agony aunt. Yeah, so, so I do, I mean, it's not that I'm without my own, but um, I do try not to get consumed by stuff like that and then focus on the things that are important and that matter. Because at the, like all that we have is the present moment it, and you have to bring yourself back to that present moment. And... And I see, like, I know we were talking about this um, yesterday. It's also about, like, not trying too hard. Yes. It's about, like, being just, it's just being yourself. Like, the minute you start trying too hard and start being something else, I mean, you sent me such a powerful post. I feel like I need to bring it up because it was, like, the most (laughs) beautiful thing ever. But it it. it was just so powerful. It was, like, stop like stop not being yourself yeah. or whatever. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't remember that. Like the minute you 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 uh, starve yourself from being yourself, mm. you're not attracting the things that are actually meant for you. No, because it's not an authentic energy. There'll be fear beneath that energy. And I mean, whether you believe in that or not, yeah, exactly. it's what I've put to practice in my own life because I've had businesses fail, relationships fail, you yeah. know, and it, it is down to us and what we project into our into our space and that's why I say like I dress intuitively because if I go out and I'm wearing something that doesn't make me feel good what kind of day am I going to have what am I going to attract into my day so yeah, even if, if I'm not feeling that confidence yeah. or feeling whatever you're supposed to feel yeah. or intuitive feelings exactly and what like, are you going to attract if I've if I've put on um something nice to wear even though I'm feeling bad then I'm more likely to feel good. Like they say, if, you, if you're feeling bad, just smile. And that yeah. can change your entire emotional perspective. Yeah. You're never situation. fully dressed without a smile. Yeah, exactly. So I think that, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand. Like if you go and eat something that's going to make you feel terrible. You, it's going to make you feel terrible. Yeah. So You know that intuitively. Yeah. And make better choices, you know, in, in, in your life. It is, everything is a choice. We can't control the things that happen to us, but we can control our reaction and our responses to things. So, Speaking of responses, um, I know like a lot of us respond because of our ego. Yes. Right. And I know we respond maybe negatively because we feel like our ego is bruised or our ego has been challenged. Yes. And I mean, in your opinion, like how do we step out of the ego Mm. and, and really sort of be less attached maybe more detached from from Mm. whatever the the person is responding to you about yeah um how do we how do we detach ourselves from the ego and or learn to recognize it yes um i think it's got a lot to do with how we how we understand ourselves but also how we understand people's perspective of us yeah so if you typically have a lot of confrontation with other people um it's that should be enough of an insight for you to to take a step back and go, well, why do I have a lot of confrontation in my life? If that confrontation is only with one person, you know, generally, then that person is the person that's triggered. It's not to say that you, you know, aren't triggering them yeah. per se, but 
if it's not a common factor in your life where you're argumentative, then you know that it's not on you. So when it comes to the ego, we have a lot of um, we have a lot of self-doubt that comes into it. The ego needs to survive and it needs to thrive on all that self-doubt. And, it and insecurities. You, yeah, it needs, yeah, it needs to thrive on that. And so you have to identify the thoughts and look at it if it's true or not. Is this true of the situation? Is this true of the person? In my low moments, I'll, I'll have some self-doubt where I'll think that, oh, maybe a client is upset with me. Mm. And they're not upset with me. It's just me having that egoic response. And I'll know they're not upset with me because the next day I'll see them and they'll be totally fine. Yeah. And it's just because you're having a low moment. So you need to be more in touch with yourself. And everything external to yourself is not really any of your business. It's really about what it starts with you. It starts, it starts with yourself. you identifying your own insecurities yeah. and what is it that's making you maybe respond to something when you shouldn't be responding in a certain yeah. way. Um, and learning to maybe handle those self-doubts. Yeah, and also maybe take a breath before you react as well. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a common um, you know, point of advice that they give you. And in, in meetings and in business, I've learned this quite clearly. Like you'll have situations where someone is going to have a hard conversation with you. But and you know it's coming, so you can't really stress about it. You do need to prepare for it, but it doesn't mean you must stress about it because the, the worst thing you can do when you are going to interact with someone where your ego is going to take over is to go in already angry, already prepared to fight, already go in with I know it sounds cheesy and like a Care Bears movie, but go in with like love. Yeah, in go your in space. with love. Yeah, exactly. Because that person isn't your enemy until you make them into your enemy. And yes, yeah. you're going to get unreasonable people then you're being shown something else. You know, yeah. that's that's a different discussion altogether. But you can avoid that kind of conflict and uh, by not letting your ego step in and sabotage you. And lead the you. way. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. it will. It will. It will sabotage you completely. I think so too. This episode is brought to you by coffee i'm not gonna say say what coffee because i need a coffee brand a coffee sponsor so y'all listening if you have a coffee brand or a wine brand or anything even water that you want to sponsor me you know where to find me so today this episode is brought to you by still water and coffee um we're recording next to a pretty vibey um coffee shop like workspace like everyone's just really in such a vibey mood tonight yeah yeah what's going on i don't know either (laughs) hasn't anyone got the memo it's monday (laughs) i mean exactly right so we've got um we've got some pretty uh, vibey people outside so i'm just like okay cool clearly i am way too much of a what's the word Perfectionist. That's the word. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jenna. And I was just like, guys, can you just be a little bit quiet? No, you were much nicer than that. <laughs> I was really nice. I was not passive aggressive at all. But um, it was. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I was listening to my friends' conversations outside. I was like, okay, cool. Let me just cut to commercial so I can tell them that we're having a real meaningful conversation here. But um, we're going to jump straight back into it. I mean, so just before we were... Um, um, 
temporarily interrupted. Um, we were talking about all things ego and stepping out of the ego and just uh, finding ways to really eliminate those moments of self-doubt and finding good ways and positive ways mm. to respond and not respond via the ego. Um, and I think part of the ego, in my sort of understanding, is really developed from past experiences and what do you think have been some of your most um, pivotal past mm -hmm. experiences that have maybe formed you defined you I mean we're not defined by our past but our past may define some of our responses and how our ego is formed yeah, so what would you say has been probably some of the most like pivotal moments in your life um it, how far back are we going? I mean, we can go as far back as you want. Lean back. Lean back. Girl, we can go as far as back as you want. Look, I think I think for me a defining a defining moment was um obviously losing my father to depression when I was eight, which we yeah. don't dwell on too much because we have dealt with that. Um and he was just larger than life, yeah. you know, as a human being. So once that was handled, then I could kind of carry on living for myself. And I mean, that was a young age to yeah, lose your dad. Yeah, so, and everyone always kind of apologizes and goes, oh, so sorry. But like, it's it's not, it doesn't hurt. It's obviously you miss the moments. That, yeah, you miss like, the person and the moments. Yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's certain things that happen as you, as you get older where, you know, you grow, you, you let's say, going getting married you know yeah. you're not going to be walked down the aisle by your father those sorts of things so those that that was a big one um and then after that it would be uh losing my business in 2016 I had to close Jeez. my shop Sam I had to close that and it was it was like my dream job and dream business since I was like 19 years old and um and it was also the heartbreak of all the people depending on you because we had other designers and creatives yeah. in the store. It was a collaborative project. And because I was still back then very people-pleasing based mm. and not entirely living for myself and not as self-aware, um, it was a very hard lesson for me to learn and a very expensive lesson as well. Of course. Yeah. So um, there was that. And then obviously getting divorced. And um, those those were... Those were my three main ones. I mean, everyone went through the pandemic together and yeah. we all dealt that dealt with that differently. Very differently, yeah. But those are three very yeah. different um, experiences that you had to go through, work through, yeah. and like sort of step into yourself, step out of the ego, yeah. and really find how does Jenna respond to this? How is she truly going to authentically respond to it yes. and live an authentic life? And also recognizing, you know, how people in your life respond to your experience as well yeah. people who are closest to you who are supposed to support you when yeah. you're going through a bad experience who perhaps don't mm. um which really shone a spotlight on people that i needed to get out of my life yeah and um yeah and and people that completely surprised you that were able to step in and be that source of support and strength when you you have burnout and you know you're trying to get over that fatigue and you know recognize your failure and come to terms with that because ego does not like failure no and, not at all um, and it really doesn't like failure when there's like a whole host of other people depending on you as well so that was obviously the other issue and it's also when you are placed in these moments of uncomfortability i mean that's where mm. we grow the most mm. we don't grow out of staying stagnant and comfortable yeah yeah and 
I mean, it's it's hard to feel like you aren't really defined by your past or your parents or, mm. you know, the experiences that you've gone through. But it's more about like defining your own self and I guess sort of paving your own path. I mean, it's not about, yes, it's about looking back and reflecting on the past, mm. but it's not about allowing that to define your path or whatever future that you're trying to create for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean... You are self-made and you have done an incredible job of just being able to overcome three massive hurdles. Yes, they might have been in very different times in your life. They mm. might have, you know, one was when you were very young. One was more recent um, or two of them were more recent mm. um, in your life. And they've been such monumental moments for your own growth. I mean, they've placed you into, into really uncomfortable situations and forced yeah. you to dig deep. And yeah find a way of moving forward and healing and being true to yourself yeah and I think um you know for me with when it comes to marriage and I, I do want to sort of expand a little bit on on marriage and I yeah. talk about work a lot but like when it came to the marriage ending I, I know there's so many people that go through divorces and stuff and we did talk about this off air yeah about you know how I want other people to feel inspired that like it can be a very dark time but wherever possible fortunately I didn't have kids so there wasn't that baggage yeah but wherever possible you know you've got to you've got to do your best to face the situation um in in the kindest way because even if your partner doesn't react the way you need them to react and they're going to lash out at you which fortunately mine didn't yeah at the time um but a lot of them do because of ego response and it's, it hurts. Of course, and it's their own and pain and their own hurt that they're going yeah. through. Yeah, for sure. So so even if you don't get the response that you want to give to that person, you should never really falter on how you are as a person, you know, to to match that person's lower level. Yeah, lower vibration. Yeah. We always say lower vibration. Low vibration. Or their frequencies yeah. that, they're, that yeah. they're on because they're responding out of their own pain and their yeah. own fear and maybe their own past uh, exactly. experiences. Yeah. And I think it's super important to, to be able to understand that these are some of the factors that we're going to go through that you may you may some people may go through a divorce may some some may not yeah if they're fortunate enough um but by staying truthfully yourself if you mm. are truthfully a kind person that's who you are yeah. and you know that that's innately who you are yeah. and you're acting out of kind out of no or not act unkindness <laughs> then you're not staying true to yourself you're yeah. not acting your most authentic self so i know it's hard because mm. when you're in a relationship whether it be hostile or not hostile you know mm. amicable not amicable mm. um we've all been through them yeah um it's difficult to not act out of um unkindness or mm. out from a volatile or hostile place mm. um but if that's not who you are yeah. Then why why act out in that way? Why respond in that way? Yeah, and it, again, it boils down to that awareness in the moment of yourself and of your yeah. own reactions. And if you do act out in a way that isn't true to yourself, you'll feel it. You'll feel uncomfortable. You'll be like, oh. You'll feel it in your gut. And it's that bitterness, you know, that bitterness that mm-hmm. sinks in when you're not on your path. You'll feel bitter in your day to day. You'll feel you'll feel that pain in your heart and in your chest and um, your body tells you, you can feel it. It's a pressure, it's a tension, it's a stress, you know, um, it could be stiff joints. There's, yeah, there's your so body has a physiological response. Completely. And I know, I know exactly what you're saying because I mean, 
a long time ago i mean you know the ins and outs of my past relationships and um mm. the people and my past or whatever but there was a time in my life where i was having such incredible um physiological responses to my behavior and yeah. I, i didn't recognize it i mean this is way before i was mm. ever knew even knew what the word self awareness was or yeah. or being intuitive or listening to your gut i mean my mom always mm. told me listen to your gut listen to your gut like listen to you know that you know that whatever that voice that's telling you something's not yeah. right and i i think nike have been always an intuitive person but for a long time i ignored that and in one particular relationship in my life we won't mention what time frame or whatever it was um i know you know which one i'm talking about but mm. i spent so much time ignoring yeah. the signs the writing on the wall the 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 feelings my behaviors of how mm. i'm responding to somebody else's behavior that i was sick i made myself sick yeah. all the time because i was behaving in a way that was not true to myself And it's a coping mechanism as Absolutely. well. Like you can't be hard on yourself. It's 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 a natural response to traumatic and intense scenarios yeah. for people to shut down and retreat within. It's like you you go into like autopilot yeah, or like completely. auto save fight or flight mode. It's detachment. Precisely. Yeah. And I had I had no idea that that's what I was doing until mm. I was in not necessarily a similar situation very different but i was put into an uncomfortable um situation and i responded completely differently mm-hmm. and yes this is now months years almost um yeah from this this time um you know after this time and i responded in i almost responded in the way that i used to yes learned and i well how i was programmed yeah. i had programmed myself because i knew it wasn't me i'm yeah. i'm a lover i'm not a fighter yeah, i'm a yeah. libra like, i was going to say you libra and that's all love baby <laughs> it's all love in here like we love and we love hard yeah. and I, for me like inherently i'm i'm a, i'm a lover like i'm not a fighter like i think conflict and confrontation is like the worst thing you could have done could, could do to me mm. but I responded I initially wanted to respond mm. in the way I used to which was immediately like anger fear yeah. um resentment um yeah. uh just impulsively yes. because that's how I was programmed because I was responding what's well, reactionary yes responding via the yeah. other person's actions which is my reaction I mean it was like a terrible sort of like downward spiral yeah. of of feeding off each other's reactions and actions and yeah. actions reactions and I was put in a similar situation well Yeah, let's call yeah. it similar and i responded in a way that i really sort of went cool is this how you want to react like yeah. react yes it took me a good couple of minutes and the person probably looked at me like what is she doing is she like <laughs> meditating quickly does not compute does not computer says no reset to factory settings um that's literally probably what i looked like at the moment i was kind of just like numb and staring at the person and I really sunk into myself mm. and then tried I mean this was like a really good task for me really yeah. sunk into myself and thought of myself okay how would Carla react mm. how would Carla truthfully react you know yeah. is she going to be authentic and respond in the way that is truthful or is she going to put on a mask and put on a facade and respond in a way that is what I think is best for that person yeah and i didn't i decided to be like okay cool this is my truth i'm going to say my truth and if you don't like it then that's okay yeah. um you 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 know and that's about the boundary setting that we discussed as well yes. like because 
if you don't and Jordan Peterson for example he mm. speaks about like one of his rules for life is always speak the truth yeah. and his reason for that is because if you do speak the truth then people show their truth as well generally because they feel comfortable well yeah. not 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 about feeling comfortable it's like even if their truth is an ugly truth like if you can see oh, okay. that they're not a good person you know by the truth that they show you because the truth always reveals itself yeah so um and if you trigger them if they're not a good person and you trigger them then you generally are going to you know have a good sense now okay well that person is not for me and that person this is, is not, not what person, i thought yeah. it was you know so that is why it is so important and yes there's a time to put on that facade and not yeah you know show not give yeah. give so much so quickly yeah there is that time but um it it mustn't be like a standard norm in your life as well um it's funny because it's hard to i mean i've i've been guilty of this before where i have felt where i need to put on like a bit of a show mm. um and not necessarily like i mean we all sort of put put out the best sort of versions of ourselves well, and we have we archetypes like as well that we like to express yeah exactly so, so all these different versions yeah. it doesn't mean it's not you it but just is a different version of yeah, myself yeah but sometimes i mean there was a time last year where i felt like and a friend of mine actually had to call me out on this and he called me the one day and he's like i feel like we're losing you like mm. who are you like wh- wh- where where are you where are you at where's clg the great like where's 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 our friend and i was so offended by it and i was so that's upset. a good friend right that was a good friend but at the time yeah. um he was pointing out something that i couldn't see yes. right and he was pointing out the truth but i wasn't yeah. ready for the truth because yeah. i was comfortable in living uh, a inauthentic um is that a right, right word yeah inauthentic, inauthentic yeah. um or a disingenuous sort of version of myself yes. and when he pointed it out and he's just like mm, i don't think you're being 100% yourself mm. i reacted immediately on the defense i was like mm, like who are you to say that but then when yeah. i went and sat back detached myself from the ego yeah. and was like oh wow he's actually seeing something mm. that i don't see because i'm so um blinded by this facade or this mask that I've put on mm. or this this mask that I've sort of like thought to wear for a little bit yeah and I was like oh hang on he actually has some truth here and mm. th- those that's where we identify true people and good yes. friends and real friends where they can go hmm, hang on there's something not right about the way you're behaving or Yeah. Who you are. This is not who we know you to be. Yeah. Maybe this is another version of yourself, but it's not I don't think it's you being truthful yourself. And I think if it's if it's, you know, genuine, then it would be more about from a, a place of concern like is everything okay? The fact that you're acting exactly. like this, is everything okay? Because then that makes all the difference. And you know, that kind of support in your life will help keep you on your track. Um when it came to deciding whether I was happy in my life or not when I was married, the thing that actually defined it for me was um finding old letters when i was going through like all my stuff from when i was in school and back to the sentimental part we were here about it yeah and also you know because back then we actually wrote letters so um <laughs> i had Jane Austen me please not digital anyway <laughs> i love writing letters i'll write you a letter <laughs> jane yay yay letters um but yeah so i had some letters from some of my old friends who i'm still friends with most of them were guys but It's it goes back to what I was saying earlier that understanding other people's perspective of you yeah also matters as much as having your own sense of self-awareness because understanding yourself isn't just about what you know about yourself mm-hmm. like in your own experience and in your own reality 
It's also about how other people show you and reflect back to you their awareness of how you are as a person. Their perspective, yeah. Their perspective of who, who you are as a person. And that makes such a difference because I could look then at the, the way that they, you know, spoke to me. And I mean, I was going back like 15 years, mm. but I could look at it and I could go, I don't like how I'm living my life or the person that I'm becoming because it feels empty and it, it just doesn't feel fulfilling. And it feels like I'm, I'm depriving myself yeah. of an existence that I thought I would have. Because you weren't living authentically. And I definitely wasn't. Um, And you'll know because your cup will feel filled. And you obviously weren't feeling that. No, no. And obviously there there are the factors that like we need to be aware of within our lives that have nothing to do with authenticity that could make us feel that way. Yeah. But in terms of this topic, you know, it, it does make a difference. Like understanding how good people in your life perceive you and receive you yeah because it's the perception and the reception and it's i mean this is also not to be mistaken for you know caring too much about what other people think about you 100 percent. i mean it's very different um you know the way you are the way you act and the way you sort of portray yourself is Mm. um not necessarily how other people will perceive you like sometimes people see me as an obnoxious um person who you know is loud and and just too much other people may see me as a outgoing bubbly vivacious person or whatever it is or easygoing yeah i mean you know you could have a resting bitch face yeah that's actually your concentration face. like i'm constantly frowning because i can't see for shit yeah (laughs) um but other people may perceive that as someone who's unapproachable yes or or a a bitch or snobbish or whatever it is and i guess we're, we're able to um, destigmatize that once you connect with people yes. and allow them to form their own perception of you. Yeah. Not based on, you know, how you are physically, yeah. but how you are emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think also the problem comes in, you know, whilst social media is a blessing, it's also a curse because, oh, yeah. you know, w- people will perceive you in a, in a certain way based on what you put out on social media. Yeah. And, um, Sometimes there's also there's I've been warned, you know, by a, a woman that I saw, a, a guard that I saw, yeah. where she was like, "Be careful about how much you put out on social media because people get jealous, and people, you know, also send that envy and that jealousy your way." Yeah, they will. It doesn't mean that you can't, you know, live, you know, this beautiful life beautiful and put it out there life, yeah. and share it with people. You can't yeah. control like who's going to get jealous, but at the same time, like, just be real about it. Like, life needs to be a balance like everything we do is a balance it's like if you just ate like bad food all the time you would not be balanced in your diet and you'd have all this depletion so you know all it's the same for everything in your life do you have space do you have balance do you you know all those questions in every facet of your life matters and that also will determine how you're going to choose to live your life as well. I'm glad that you brought up the whole social media point and, and, and you having sort of someone mentor you and tell you that you must be careful about what you post on social media. Mm. And because I think that's a really good point for for people to understand that, like I said earlier, we put our best foot forward and we always post what we post because we want to post the best parts of our lives and, you know, mm. being being um, living this beautiful sort of like la-di-da life is, is kind of what we want people to see. Yeah. Um, but what we don't know is that there are a lot, there's a, I mean, what we do know, but we don't 
want to admit to ourselves is that there's actually a lot more going on behind the scenes of what's behind that social media post. There's days where I feel like I have to post something to stay relevant. Yeah. Um, because I'm seeking some kind of, and this is when I've used social media incorrectly in the past. And mm. slowly but surely, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to use it for the right ways and not necessarily the bad ways I would post something because I'm like okay I need to stay relevant I need to stay on trend but I also need that validation um and that I know is not a authentic trait of mine no but I mean so again going back to authenticity you need to look at your motivation behind what you're doing so even down to like calling a friend or you know if if you just call a friend just to dump on them every single day you're not you're not a good friend. You're yeah, not, you're not being a good person. Yeah, yeah. so like it, it, your motivation and, and I know like I'm, I'm dropping like a whole lot of stuff and like people are going to be like, wow, like what don't I need to think about? Like what don't I need to worry about? It's all you know? about self-awareness. But it is about self-awareness and it's and there are going to be moments where you're going to be like doing stuff that is not accurate or true to mm. who you are. And so long as you can take a step back and recognize that and counter, you know, counter correct it, then you'll be you'll be fine um and like in in the case of you know your friends addressing certain issues that they would have seen with you yeah to be able to go back to them and go and recognize and acknowledge it yeah. and and give them that validation like thank you you know thank for you giving for being me, aware yeah. of who i truly am yeah, exactly because you wouldn't feel you wouldn't feel so triggered Mm. or maybe so offended yeah. if there wasn't a little bit of truth. Yeah. I mean, unless somebody was completely missing the park, like like completely missing, you know, the point of who you are. I mean, yeah. if they were pointing out something that you're like, mm, <laughs> this, this person is really delusional. Yeah. Like, but because there was a part of me that doubted truly who I was and what I was actually doing, and this was sort of the same time yeah. in my life where I was seeking validation from places that weren't really healthy and it feels good in the moment you know it's it's yeah. i mean like it's, it's a the kick same, of dopamine yeah. yeah i was gonna say it's like going and having sex or something having you know sex. <laughs> like it's or taking, <laughs> don't take drug kids, drugs kids but uh, like having some drugs or having a drink or whatever it is yeah. it's that it's that kick of of dopamine that you get that 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 may feel really good in the moment but then when it disappears yeah or when you don't get the same amount the next time that's when you feel like, oh, I'm not becoming cool. Oh, I'm not cool. I'm becoming uncool. Yeah. Or, or less relevant or, you know, unvalidated. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's when I recognized. I mean, for me, last year, there was a massive shift in in myself and, yeah. and, and, and embracing who I was and being sort of like unapologetic. Yeah. And I think a lot of people notice that. And I mean, that was through a lot of guidance, a lot of conversations between you and I. Um, mm. And I was guided a lot by you, um, you know, on so many different levels. Um, for those who are listening to this, you guys don't understand how many conversations Jen and I've had <laughs> about spirituality and sexuality and sensuality and just mm. um em- embracing every little bit about yourself um in every way or form from what is from from the way you dress from the way you speak the way you react to people yeah. um how many how many yeses do i say in a day how many noes do i say am mm. i doing things for me am i doing things for other people am i people pleasing um am i setting the correct boundaries am i allowing people to drain my energy 
Yeah. I mean, that was a big thing. I mean, that's a whole nother podcast topic yeah. about energy, <laughs> energy vampires. Yeah. But am I living my most true, authentic self? And I know there was a, a serious shift. It was actually sort of around about the time of your birthday. Okay. And that was that was around about the time of the riots. It was just after the, just yeah. after that the riots happened. And for me, that was such a big energetic shift for me. And I was like, inspired by mm. you, obviously, always. Thank you. <laughs> and it was like a moment where I was like, mm, am I doing things because I want other people to accept me, or am I doing things because I want myself to accept me? Yeah. And that was a big question I had to ask. And I think this is also something that like led up to us having this conversation and being able to speak about this. Mm. And there's so many, there's so many tools. I mean, you've given me like an incredible amount of, of tips and tricks. And I just want to know before we wrap this all up is where is a good place for someone who is struggling with embracing their weird, their wonderful, their identity? Where is a good place to start for someone who has absolutely no idea about self-awareness? Sure, that is a big question. Um, I think a good place to start is to understand what part of you is you yeah, and what part of you is conditioning. Oof. So, and it's, it is a lot easier to track back than what you realize. Um, you know, you have to perhaps know your family history a bit. Mm. You can even look at aunts and uncles and stuff like that. And you can identify the patterns within your family dynamic. Yeah. Within the friends that you attract and the social circles that you attract. Um, within the patterns in your day-to-day life. Um, like, I, I joke about being the agony aunt, but... I've actually withdrawn quite a lot from being that... From being that person. Yeah, because, I know, we've spoken, yeah, we've about, spoken this about before. That. So, because it became... And it is, like, in terms of psychology, it is a defense response mm-hmm. in terms of childhood trauma to be that person that's there for, for everyone. For other people. And yeah. help fix them and all of that. And, again, it, I took a step back and I was like, well, I, I want to help people. I'm not doing it for my own personal gain. But, but you're doing it for them. But And I'm doing it for them, but I'm doing it for them at the cost of myself. And your peace. And it's not the right way to do things. Because sometimes your motivation isn't like about validation and stuff like that. Mm. Um, sometimes it's a bit deeper than that. But it must not cost you yourself. It must not drain your energy so much that you can't. And you must be able to take a step back. But yeah, I'd say that the best part is to understand your, what is your conditioning. Like... Never be afraid to look at your flaws and and you write it all down. Yeah. Journal for a few I was going to say, the best place, I mean, sometimes people start this and they just get lost in their thoughts and yeah. their head. Oh, you got to write, write it. Write it down. It's so important. I mean, everything I do, I write down. Like, I'm such, oh, such an old school person. Yeah. You love letters. Yeah. I write all my notes down. I mean, yes, I have stuff on my laptop and, you know, phone, it's whatever. better to handwrite it because you connect with your heart. Yeah, you connect with your own handwriting. So, so yeah. I think it's that's a great place to start is find out what makes you you and what is conditioned yeah and if there's anything you don't like about yourself it's never too late to change like there's things that i didn't like about myself like last week you Mm. know and i was like so you're like cool i must recognize that (laughs) yeah i didn't like the way i reacted to that or i don't like the way i thought about this or said this kind of thing yeah and it's all about catching yourself in moments i mean there's been plenty moments where i've caught myself i'm like that's not something that true carla would say yeah um you know true carla won't gossip true Carla won't say something nasty about someone else or judge verbally that's yeah. just not who I am so it's it's about catching yourself in those moments where you feel like you aren't being your true self exactly um and then like Jenna's given you guys such a great task is to really just sit down and write down who are you mm. what makes you you 
and then what makes you conditioned or what has conditioned you yeah and identifying those two are yeah. you being influenced by people that are not good for you that are potentially not good for you have you really sort of spent some time establishing your circle or mm. I, maybe not establishing maybe sort of reflecting on your circle yeah. are they are they adding to you or are they taking away from you yeah. um, is your job taking away from you is it adding value to your life there's so many different aspects to this that can can change the way you you actually live your most true truest life you know yeah. and you're not going to write like you know a couple of pages and then you're done and you can carry on now you're this authentic person it'll it's, always it's, it's your a journey. whole life it's, it's a, your whole life it's a marathon not a sprint <laughs> yeah, i think exactly. that you said that to me last week it's in life is a marathon not a sprint yeah and i think it's an everyday thing and it requires a lot of homework and it requires a lot of some some quiet time and time mm. to just reflect in yourself i mean the time i reflect the most is around my birthday i don't know why but like every year around october or september october i get like super reflective and like super mm. like emotional and it's i like the anniversary of you it's the anniversary <laughs> of me and i'm like wow and like it's the time i really like to reflect but then after doing that for like i think i've been doing this for like four or five years of like a lot of reflecting but for the last year i've been spending like at least one once once or twice a month depending on when is the full moon or yeah. when, when is the end of the month the beginning of the month and I spend and I just sit there and reflect on what is it that I want to do differently how can yeah. I be more self-aware how can I be more authentic like how can I be more truthful and that's yeah. something that I do and yeah. I mean I know that's just a tiny little task of what I've been able to do but maybe that's also another place to start for you just and, to just and also right seeing a therapist as well like oh therapy um, is the best thing ever <laughs> I was very against them when I was a kid well from when I was a kid um, I saw some bad child psychologists no, and my dad God. died so it kind of like put me off them but you know um, when I was about 38 I decided well just during the pandemic yeah the last six months of 2020 where I decided that I needed to start, to start going to therapy and um, so much power and therapy yeah and and you don't I think the problem is is you know we live in such a quick fix society and in an instant gratification society that we think okay I'm going to a therapist for one session and I'm going to be fixed it doesn't work like it's that it's not a You're quick unpacking, fix unpacking and even like months down the line you might not have gone back to therapy after that, you'll be like, okay, I maybe need to go back. Maybe something back. triggered me. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So. And something's triggering a certain behavioral pattern that I'm not used to or yeah. that, I, that I don't want to repeat. Um, there's many times I go to my therapist. I've been going to my therapist for almost three years now. And yeah. I go, sometimes I wake up and I go to her and I'm like, mm, I don't really know what I talk about. And then the minute we start unpacking things, yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, there's still so many layers of me that yeah. haven't been discovered yeah. and that haven't been identified um, as to why I act the way I act or react the way I react. Um, and that's, I mean, that's so, it's so important to, to find a different kind of self-awareness through somebody else because that's that's guidance yeah. and coaching and you know mentoring and even if if you don't have a therapist maybe there's someone that you really trust and value their opinion and they're good you know for your life and they have every good speak intention to, to yeah. speak to you yeah so and and that's a whole separate topic but i mean yeah. it goes hand in hand with the authenticity authenticity approach and journey um, is being able to honor your vulnerability because you actually can't discover who you are without being vulnerable. It's, yeah, it is a very vulnerable process because it's a raw, it's a raw process. You have it's to being look at the bad parts. And, exactly, yeah. it's like so. really digging into 
who you are in yeah. your soul yeah. and what makes you you and i think we've uh, we've covered so much today jen i have had <laughs> such an amazing time with you i always do i love i love spending time with you and i love having these conversations and i think i mean maybe you guys can let me know i think we need to get jen on as like a regular i think no. every couple of weeks we need to like bring her on and just be like Jen's life uh, lessons. <laughs> we'll come up with a cool name. I'd um, love that, Cole. You know what? It's like I can sit and pick her brain for hours, weeks, months, years. <laughs> and you know what? Like after, uh, there was one thing I said to Jen um, after I, I met her. I think I said to her, I was like, Jen, I act like a bit of a crackhead sometimes. <laughs> and I said this to her in a message. I was like, metaphorically, of course, but like I act like a crackhead. And she said to me, she's like, you know what? The world needs more metaphorical crackheads. <laughs> and I was like, in that moment, I was like, girl, you and I can be friends. And that's when we set up our coffee. I don't know if was before we had coffee or after we had coffee i can't remember but either way it was just made me go you know what i have just told this girl that i act like a total nutcase sometimes and she embraced it and i was like well this is me and that to me is a perfect true telling sign of a true authentic and raw and real friend and for you jen i'm grateful for you and <laughs> i mean that with you. every every <laughs> part of my being and i can't wait to have more candid conversations with you because i think we're gonna have so many in the future yeah so thank you so much for being here thanks for having me you are most <laughs> welcome you're always always welcome in my studio my girl thank you <laughs> So that's it guys you heard it from uh, the beautiful Genoway Webster we spoke about everything authenticity embracing who you truly are and just yeah just just rediscovering and I mean if you're rediscovering if you're only just discovering now just who your truest self is I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts so pop me a message let me know what you guys are doing to discover your own self-awareness and your own authenticity and for those who want to who are curious to know what uh, way west is getting up to uh, you can find her on instagram at w-a-e-w-e-s-t way west on the ig and um, prepare to be just wowed by this beautiful firing bombshell of a human being and everything that she has to offer from her fashion to her donut obsession to just her absolute beautiful moments um in between her work and relationships and life and friendships and you know there's just so much she has to offer and you know what if you're anything like me who's inspired by jenna on a daily basis you know you know where to find her so enjoy the follow and the little instagram stalk i'm sure you guys will not be disappointed and that is all for tonight guys you've been listening to straight up candid with your girl clg the great episode two in the bag and i am so thrilled to have had my beautiful friend jenna in the studio with me tonight for those who are wondering when we're going to be dropping an episode every two weeks yo um so you guys are going to be listening to this on a monday at 8 p.m every second monday so stay tuned on my instagram at carla louise gailey and please don't forget to follow life and style 88 fm on instagram to stay tuned for all the latest news um you can find us on iona 
which is our broadcasting platform, as well as on Spotify and soon will be on Apple and Google Podcasts. So that's all for tonight. And I hope you guys just stay straight up candid, you little kittens. Good night. Oh, 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 oh,